Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Show. I'm Amanda Seals, and I'm already tired of talking about the Oscars. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> Welcome to the show, DJ Nails. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. It sounded like you was about to start singing the Stevie Wonder, the black version of Happy Birthday when you was coming on Happy Happy Tuesday. <laughs> Happy Tuesday to yeah. I mean, I feel like that's always like top of mind, so there's no real telling on whether or not I will just like slide into that or not. But, uh, you know. This is Tuesday. People have been on the Oscar talk for quite some time now. I am Oscar out. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't even care about the Oscars. You know so it's, it, there's, there's things that happen around the Oscars that I find that are interesting. I'll tell you this. I usually do a fashion commentary about the award show. I couldn't even do one because the fashions was so meh. So I'm actually going to I'm doing a fashion one about the Vanity Fair Oscar party and the fashions that were worn at that. So make sure you go to my Patreon, AmandaVerse.com if you want the AmandaVerse.com if you want to catch uh, my thoughts on the fashions, on the fashions. But we've got thoughts on the Black News of the Hour. Um, so let's get into it. What do we got coming up? Yeah, first story we're going to jump into. I know you've probably been seeing this on your timeline, but the Silicon Valley bank collapse. Do you understand the impact? Uh, break it down a little bit for you. Amanda was trying to explain it to me and uh, it was in layman terms. So you'll understand it during this hour. <laughs> I mean, listen, I think a lot of us don't really find ourselves like con- like in circles where we're talking about bank collapses. But now that this is the second bank collapse that we've seen in recent time, like we should really get a little bit more astute about what it really means. So we'll talk about that. What else we got going on? Well, Krishan Rock, she spoke out about her toxic relationship, and she's going to sound completely different from what you're used to hearing this hour. I know some of y'all are like, why the hell does she keep talking about Krishan Rock? And I'm going to tell you, because even if you don't know who this person is, then you know somebody like her. And if you do know who she is, you also know somebody like her, and you might be like her. And ultimately, toxic relationships are very real, and oftentimes they happen behind the camera. Hers just happens to be in front of the camera. And I think there's a lesson to be learned in watching her wheels start turning about what she is actually involved in. And so we're going to play her audio and talk about it. And I hope that it can be the beginning of a learning lesson for some folks and also just, you know, a conversation piece around what we consider toxic and how we get out of that. So we'll get into that. Also, remember, it is Women's History Month and we're going to keep on featuring inventors, except we got black women inventors for the They Did That segment. So stick around for that. Gonna learn. We got a lot of learning going on because that's what we do here. Remember to stay connected with us. 24 7 on all socials at Seals Set It and give us a call at 1 855 Amanda 8. That's 1 855 262 6328. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seals Show. Politics. Pop, pop, culture. 
to the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals, and uh, I'm here with DJ Nails, and we got to talk about this bank. Yeah, so we spoke about the Silicon Valley Bank's collapse yesterday, which is putting the startup tech industry in some risk. But now we're hearing that Signature Bank, this similar situation happened before this. And now we're hearing, like, Amanda, you were trying to break this down so we could understand this in layman terms. Why is this so severe for everybody who's listening? Well, I think a lot of people don't understand that when it comes to, like, these bank collapses, they happen because the bank is not really managing how much money they're bringing in and putting out in a way that is really like fair for the customers. Mm. What a lot of people don't understand is that banks in, 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 in layman's terms are really like Ponzi schemes, you know, like banks are giving out money. Like your money is in the bank, but it's not like in its own little cupboard tucked away. Like mm. your money is being pooled with other people's money that is also then going out. And that is also then being given as credit, et cetera, et cetera. Which is why, like if you have over $30,000, like you can't go to the bank and just be like, I want to cash out. They mm. have to actually like source out your money and then get it to you. And it's not going to be that immediate day because they have to cash out. That's why there's a fiduciary responsibility for banks, which means that they have to be able to protect you for the money that's in their accounts. And the fiduciary responsibility is supposed to cap at 250000 So the Silicon Valley Bank, they have people who have money in there in the millions. So mm-hmm. if they collapse, then that means that those people are not going to be protected over 250000 Like fiduciarily, that's all they're supposed to be protected for, which is why they were calling for a bailout. Now, the reason why a bailout ended up actually happening is, in my opinion, because there were so many repercussions that could have come out of this that would affect America in a number of ways beyond simply just putting these companies out of business. So we know that the tech sector has a lot of employees. If they didn't get bailed out, if the bank didn't get bailed out, how are they going to pay their employees? Mm. Then there's also a lot of smaller banks that are all across this nation. And if this small bank doesn't get bailed out, then these other small banks are also going to then fold. And so now it's going to make more power for the big banks. The other part of it is that tech startups are a huge part of our economic engine. So if the tech startup bank fails, then that means the tech startups fail. Mm-hmm. And now that's a huge part of our um, economic engine of America not functioning. You know, we don't have industry in the same way that we used to. It's not like we have the same things of like car plants and plane plants and, yeah. you know, those types of spaces. Tech is our industry in many ways now. So if you don't have that space functioning, then how is this going to really operate? It, uh, how is America going to continue to operate? Right. The mm-hmm. other part of it is the jobs loss. So if you if you don't have a tech industry, then you also don't have jobs. So now you have a whole bunch of unemployed people. So these are just a few of the ways that this was going to reverberate. And then one of the bigger ways it would reverberate is that if the tech companies cannot recover, then now you also have a whole generation coming up that doesn't have anywhere to go, any industry to go into. And it limits their capability to expand. And the first and the real thing that I think a lot of people don't even think about is that it is the tech space that is advancing our technology. So if the tech companies fail and they don't get bailed out, then that also affects our technology advancement in this country, which we know is a big part of America's, you know, prowess, right? (laughs) Mind you, Japan leagues ahead of us. You can't tell Japan. (laughs) Okay. You can't tell me. And it really feels like that's just kind of the way it goes. Um, I don't know 
to what extent the bank was operating in a negligent way that got them in this situation because financial literacy is not taught in schools. And I think particularly within the black community, we kind of shy away from it. You know, there's a certain level of fear, I think, that a lot of us have around money and learning. Like, we don't have a problem getting money. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, learning how it operates is, like, a real thing. So, um, you know, that's what what the thoughts are on this thing. They need to put some guardrails up so we don't keep having this happening again in this country with the banks. That is correct. So those are my thoughts. Uh, hit me up, one eight five five amanda 8 When we get back, Cryshawn Rock going from Silicon Valley Bank getting bailed out to Cryshawn Rock. Doesn't that tell you? That doesn't tell you. Look at the versatility on the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals here with uh, DJ Nails and Cryshawn Rock. I keep calling her Cryshawn. I don't know why because I keep she's doing always that. crying and going off by, by Blueface. <laughs> but this time it's different because she's sober and it sounds like she's speaking with a clear mind right now. Listen to this. I don't know. Like I'm 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 lately I haven't been on Instagram. I haven't been like talking to y'all like you know how I used to go on rants and used to cry a lot and tell y'all what's going on. But some real I'm gonna be a buck. You really don't need nobody to be happy. It's really you have to be happy with yourself. Like I'm learning, like, like since I've been, like, real sober and then, like, for real, for real, myself, I just, like, learn how to back off so bad that I'm silent, like, and God just get to moving and talking for me, like, I don't know, like, I don't know what to really say, like, you publicly treat me like sh- I'm blown away. This is the most coherent I've ever heard her speak. Now, I know people be like really annoyed with me, like that I like bring her into this story. But I do because I know that there's so many women that even if they're not publicly in a relationship, they are definitely toiling in a toxic relationship and trying to figure out how to get out of it. Now, she's pregnant and so she's been sober. Mm -hmm. And sobriety is not simply just about not putting poison in your body so that you don't gain weight or whatever. It's clear mind. It's a clear mind that you are allowed now able to see things without the fog. I can see clearly now the henny's gone, Damn. you know? <laughs> and so like hearing her talk, you're hearing somebody that's coming to conclusions. Like, wait a minute. I don't have to engage this way. Yep. Wait a minute. I actually have choice. I have agency. Hold up. And she goes on to say that, you know, homeboy, Blueface be calling her all kinds of names because dudes be in her DMs. And she's like, you know, if people are constantly seeing you treat me like mess, then they're going to think like, oh, they're not really together. And she was like, people really think we're not together. And she's like, we're together. So yeah. I thought it was really worth sharing because I also love a redemption story. I love <laughs> hearing somebody save themselves. You know what I'm saying? I Like she's saving herself. That's what I'm watching. Yeah. And, and what I'm feeling, though, I'm feeling that this is the real one this time, because we've seen on social media, they are constantly arguing then they back together. Then she's done and they're back together. Then he's done and they're back together. But this time, just like you said, clear thoughts, clear mind. She sounds like she's done, done this time. Well, here's the thing. I don't even know if she's that far down the road, but I will say this. Most breakups stick not after an argument, but after a conversation, mm. because now you're not you're not talking from emotion. You're talking from logic and rationale. I remember going back and forth with a dude. And finally, our breakup conversation was sitting on the stoop and me saying, you know, I don't like your friends. I don't like your family. 
I don't even like how you practice your religion. So what are we really doing? There really is no future here. And he was just like, damn, that's true. <laughs> and then I watched him walk off into the sunset, you know, but like there had been so much like, rah, 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 rah. that was the end. That was that a conversation. So I wish her the best. I hope that she continues to move in this direction. Nails. I really, really do. And for those of y'all who are listening, remember that there is such a power in sobriety to awaken the mind and the third eye. I'm not saying don't have you a little social drink or whatever, but you gotta, you gotta just acknowledge that when you face things with a sober mind, you can see things through that third eye that you couldn't when it was blocked. Super. Super. <laughs> Blinded. Now, coming up, uh, folks who did that, because we are continuing our Women's History Month segment where we spotlight black women inventors. Keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seal Show. And actually, before we go into that, give me a call if you have had this type of awakening. one amanda 8 Give me a call if you have had this type of situation where you was in some madness and then, poof, it was epiphany. Epiphany time. And what brought you the epiphany? Did you have a kid? Did you go on a trip? Did you have a near-death experience? Did you get sober? Did you see something that you just couldn't come back from? Like, what was it that brought you to an epiphany? Hit me up. one 855 amanda 8 I want to hear your stories. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. What you know about black history? It's the Amanda Seal Show. And they did that. This is a part of history, man. It's Taco Tuesday on the Amanda Seal Show. I am Nails, and that is Amanda Seals. And all March long, we've been highlighting black women inventors. And today, we have someone else in our segment called They Did That. Who are we highlighting today, Amanda? Today, we are highlighting Sarah Boone. She was a 19th century African-American dressmaker who was awarded a patent for her improved ironing board. Now, the first ironing board was actually invented also by a black person, a black man in Canada. I can't remember his name right now, but he did invent the ironing board. Well, Sarah said, you know what? I'm going to step up the board, okay? I'm going to step it up. This is the modern-day ironing board. In her patent application, she wrote that the purpose of her invention was to produce a cheap, simple, convenient, and highly effective device particularly adapted to be used in ironing the sleeves and bodies of ladies' garments. So to that point, dressmakers were primarily ironing their clothes on like wooden, like planks, just placed across two chairs. And that was fine for a wide skirt, but like it wasn't suited for the contours of tight-fitted material. And her solution was to create a narrower curved board that could slip into sleeves and allow for a garment to be shifted without getting wrinkled. Her creation was also padded to eliminate the impressions produced duh, by a wooden board. And it was collapsible for easy storage. Devon stores his ironing board in uh, his closet in his studio. And I'm not joking. Literally every day when I'm walking by the studio, I think it's a person hiding in the closet. Every day. <laughs> yeah. Every Damn, single day. It's like, Amanda, board. just move it. Just, just move the board. Uh, but uh, with its approval in 1892, Boone became one of the first African-American women to be awarded a patent. You heard what I said? She was one of the first African-American women to even be awarded a patent. And that was in 1892. So that is our they did that. And it is Sarah Boone. The black ass reason nails that Sarah Boone invented the new fancy ironing board. What do you you think? already know how we are when we walk around somewhere, we got to show off our drip. So that's exactly why she did it. She had to walk into wherever she was going to to show them that she wasn't playing. She was stepping on necks. She was like, you know what? The ironing is not achieving the, uh, the level of crisp that I want. So we got to get this leveled up. I like it. I love yeah. it. Now coming up next in the letdown yesterday, I spoke about the reporter who asked the woman uh, who shot her pedophile husband if she'll apologize. 
Well, y'all had something to say, like I knew you would. And we got your comments next on the Amanda Seals Show. Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. We back on the Amanda Seal Show. I appreciate you so much for being tapped in. 855-AMANDA-8. This is the time when we're about to go to this phone lines because y'all been chiming in on this conversation we started talking about yesterday. Again, the phone number is 855-262-6328. Now, Amanda had spoke about in the, uh, let up, in the letdown yesterday, a reporter asked a woman who shot her pedophile husband if she'll apologize for shooting him. Hi, Amanda. I'm calling about the reel you did about the daycare center and the husband abusing that baby. Mm-hmm. I think the wife was right. Mm-hmm. I hope she didn't answer the questions from the news person. He's lucky he's still alive, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, because that was not right. She was trying to do something right, and he just destroyed it all. Hi, Amanda. Um, this is Tia. I'm so silly. When I heard it, I'm just like, yeah, she did the right thing. That's crazy that he would ask her that. Would you apologize? No, I shot him. Like, no, I'm not apologizing for that. <laughs> but um, she shouldn't be in jail at all. And it's crazy because the husband is a cop, which makes it even more mm-hmm. horrendous because you're a cop serving the people and you're know, molesting children at guys' daycare. Like, it's crazy. I don't think she should just serve a day in jail. We should celebrate her. More people um, should take a stand and fight against molesters. Um, but have a good day. Free her. Free her. Thank you. <laughs> Free her. By the way, her response to the question was, I'll apologize when he apologizes for harming all of these children. Um, and uh, even then, you still don't need to apologize. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> A mess, a mess. Well, thank y'all for calling in. I love that we are on the same page about this, which is shoot him up, shoot, shoot him up. Because <laughs> it really is disgusting that this man was out here behaving like this and that anyone would feel that he deserves anything other than, you know, a nice trip to general population in a jail. I wonder what okay. the officer is. I don't know. But in Gen Pop, they don't like, they don't like that. Mm-hmm. They don't like people mm-hmm. that hurt women. They don't like people that hurt kids. They don't like that. So, to Jim Pop, I hope he goes. <laughs> now, coming up next, are beauty standards different for women regionally? Mm. We'll talk about it. Plus, we got our big up let down coming up next. Big up, big up. Let down. Our, so stick around right here to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. 
Amanda Seals Show. I am your favorite comedian and common sense specialist, Amanda Seals. Want to let everybody know that if you are interested in working with my company, Smart Funny and Black Productions, we offer a residency once a year, and it is about that time. Every year, we open our company to bring people in to be a part of our Smart Funny and Black Residency Program. You can apply for one of these four disciplines, graphic arts, digital marketing, editing, or comedy writing. And you can go to amandaseals.com and apply, and the applications are due before March 31st. The residency program lasts about two months. You work with other folks, you network, you get access to master classes, you get to build your portfolio. And really, it's for folks that either have a passion in this space or they have an interest in moving forward in this space as a career choice. Also, I make a habit of hiring out of my residency group. There is also a possibility here that you can end up working for Smartphoning Black Productions. So go to amandaseals.com before March 31st. Put in your application and hopefully we will see you in this year's residency program. DJ Nails. Whew, that was a lot of talking. <laughs> you ready to get into tell us, what do we have for Black Hearing News? Alright, so the Department of Justice, they concluded their two-year probe into the Louisville Police Department in response to the murder of Breonna Taylor. Mm, mm. You know, this right here is really interesting because I think a lot of people are expecting there to be like big fireworks. And uh, we're going to tell you what is the result of this so far. Yeah. Also, Chloe Bailey, she was nervous about a certain scene that she did in this new acting gig that she got. We'll break that down for you this hour. You'll hear it from her herself. Mm-hmm. And that scene was with Damson Indris. And Damson, he fine. So we're going <laughs> to talk about that. <laughs> Also, we want to bring this question to you because it's been going on the Internet. Are beauty standards for women different depending on where you live? Can you be a 10 in New York, but a 6 in Miami? (laughs) Well, we're going to find out. I think a lot of y'all are like, absolutely or absolutely not. Well, I'm going to put in my two cents as well. Plus, I have the coming at ya. So make sure you stick around for that. And remember, if you miss any of the show, you can listen to our daily podcast available wherever you get your podcast. So make sure to check that out. This is let listen, listen, y'all. My I am unable to scratch right now, bro. Listen, laugh and learn. It's the Amanda Seals show. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals, and uh, we got some black great news for you, don't we, DJ Nails? Yep. Our first story, the Department of Justice. Yeah, they just wrapped up their two-year probe into the police department in response to Breonna Taylor's murder. And the Attorney General of the United States, Merrick Garland, he actually made some interesting announcements. Listen to this. The report finds that LMPD uses excessive force including unjustified neck restraints and the unreasonable use of police dogs and tasers, conducts searches based on invalid warrants, unlawfully discriminates against black people in enforcement activities, violates the rights of people engaged in protected speech, critical of policing, and along with Louisville Metro, discriminates against people with behavioral health disabilities when responding to them in crisis. I mean, God dang. So basically what they said is that the Louisville uh, PD is trash. That's basically what they said. They said that they're trash and that they're the worst. Now, I know a lot of y'all are like, okay, but now what? 
What's supposed to happen is that there's like recommended measures that are supposed to be taken. And, you know, the police department is supposed to cooperate with those measures. But they're pretty pretty like remedial. You know what I mean? Like they're not really like, okay, we're going to reform. We're going to take the bottom out of this and really gut this and start fresh. Um, And I think that's the part for a lot of us that feels like it's not really that effective. Once all of this has been discovered, why aren't they being demanded to do X, Y and Z? So we'll keep you all uh, up to date as I learn more information about this, because in the past, there have been those types of demands made to certain departments. And when this is so clearly an egregiously unlawful and uh, discriminatory department, there should absolutely be a strong recommendation and a demand, not just a recommendation, you know what I'm saying? But like a demand, there should be like absolute, like y'all got to do this. But then, I mean, if they don't do it, it's like, then what? Do y'all just you know, do you shut down the police? Like, that's the problem. We don't have systems that actually work like we don't. And it's wildly frustrating. And I really want us to use this show to 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 really like be more communicative with each other on how we can create change, because I think what happens now is we're in a phase of information, but we don't know how to synthesize it into action. And uh, it's going to take a lot of more communication and unity to do that. So what do you think should happen with the uh, with the Louisville PD? You know, Garland said all these things. What do you think they should be demanded to do? Give me a call. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Get involved, y'all. Raise your voices. Let me hear them. All right, now let's take it to the Hollywood. What's Chloe Bailey talking about? Yeah, yesterday we talked about Holly Bailey and Little Mermaid, but her sister Chloe, mm-hmm. she's getting her acting on in an upcoming Donald Glover produced Amazon series called Swarm. But she said she was feeling a certain way about a certain scene. Listen to this. When I first read the script, I was like, oh, this is insane. This is incredible. And I cried. And then I realized you got to do that sex scene, girl. <laughs> and as open and liberal as I am with my body, I'm, I was very scared because I haven't had that many partners. I'm not like like that, that sexual and open. So I was like, Whoa. I was like, OK, so Damson made it really comfortable. Hmm. Interesting. I think a lot of people would be surprised to hear that because Chloe be out here with the body. Okay, body. You were surprised? Yeah, very surprised because she always she ain't got no shame on her social media and she she lives in her sexuality. I love it. But for her to not be comfortable with doing a scene like that, like that's shocking to me. Yeah, I mean, it goes to show that having body freedom and willingness to, you know, express yourself doesn't make you you know, a hoe. <laughs> I think a lot of people would try and make that, uh, you know, that connection. But uh, nonetheless, I'm really glad to hear that Damson was, you know, conscious and respectful about the fact that this would be a bit of a sensitive type of scene. So that can always be uh, awkward if you if the person is trying to act like this is some normal thing that we're doing. Like, no, we're about to act like we're having sex. This is not normal. Um, so shout out to both of them. And you can look out for the produced series Swarm coming out later this year. Now, coming up next, are beauty standards different for women depending on where you live? Hmm, we'll talk about it. And then also get into like, well, where are the standards higher and lower? Because you might be a six where you at and you might need to move so you can be a 10 somewhere else. Keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals rocking out right here. And, uh, you know, Nails, I've lived in a few places in this country. I've lived Mm -hmm. in New York. 
I've lived in Orlando. I've lived in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And there's a conversation going on on the internet around like our beauty standards different for women regionally. And I think that's a different, I haven't ever considered that, but I want to hear what this woman was saying. The reason why I started my now viral video about the beauty standards in Miami is because my friend thought that because she is a 10 in New York, she would be a 10 in Miami. Does that mean she's not a 10? No, she's still a 10. It's just the beauty standards in each city is different. So New York caters to a dark skin, big booty crowd at the clubs that she goes to. You go to Houston, the beauty standard is Beyonce because that's where she's from. You go to Miami and they're like a more Cuban, white, skinny standard. Now, does that mean that those people are more beautiful than the next? No. All it means is that the clubs are catering to their clientele. They know the men that buy the table. They know the men that buy the boots. They know the men that buy the bottles. Like a certain look in a certain city. So that's all they're doing. She's not, I don't think she's wrong. At all. I don't think so either. I, I really don't. Because you think about it, you go to Miami and you go to those clubs on South Beach, look at the bottle girls at Story. Look at them at Live. Like all the bottle girls there, they they the skinny, petite, uh, Latin chick who, mm. you know, and the white girls. And you go over to Houston, you seeing Megan the Stallions, you seeing Beyonce's, like, you yeah. know, it is different. Atlanta, it is different. same. I mean, I think she cleared it up when she said that it's not that you are any less than a 10 as an individual, but it's that in these different places, they have their focus in different areas that you may not be, uh, you know, providing. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm a 10 in any of those settings (laughs) because (laughs) I'm not. I'm not giving you big booty and I'm not giving you skinny white, uh, you know, Cuban, but um, I would be a 10 in the library. Hello. I'm a 10 in the library. (laughs) Show it is. (laughs) Y'all give me your thoughts. 1-855-262-6328. Do you think that she's right? And do you think that if you live in Houston, all my Houston listeners, is Beyonce the standard in Houston or did she miss the mark with that? And if you live in the city that you in, tell me what you think the beauty standard is in the city that you in. one 855 8 That's 1-855-262-6328. We got the big up, big up. Come back. So stick around to find out who's going to get the props and who's going to get the blows right here on the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It's time for the Big Up Letdown on the Amanda Seal Show. It's Tuesday on the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Nails, and it's time for the Big Up Letdown, where Amanda is about to give some blows for doing something whack and salute somebody for doing something dope. So let's get at it, Amanda. Today's Big Up, Big Up goes to the staff of a Pennsylvania restaurant 
that walked out over racist drink titles. I love to see everybody coming together and saying, you know what? We're not gonna take it. No, we're not gonna take it. Mm -mm -mm. We're not gonna take it anymore. I love it. Okay. This is Mila Kitchen at Jack's Hard Cider. And the 25 employees left when Donald Hoffman, the owner, decided that he was going to name drinks on the menu, the Negro and the Caucasian. And listen, the people was like, you know what? We're out of here. And I think it's important to note that this is a diverse staff. So it's not like it was a bunch of black people or just a bunch of one group of people. It was a diverse staff that agreed collectively that this was not going to happen. They actually told him, if you do not change these, we are going to walk out. And he got loud and got effusive and cursing at folks. And they said, well, then we just going to walk out. Now, of course, um, you know, the owner, he like, said that he didn't think this was that big of a deal, that he thought it was really funny, but ultimately it's no, it's, it's not. And um, I think it's really important that we give them a big up because so many people will be in this situation and think we cannot fight it. We can't do anything about it. I got to get my check. So I'm not going to step up. But when you come together, you are bigger than the person they need you. They need you. This is what unionizing is all about. So shout out to them. And uh, the guy, Donald Hoffman, I mean, they said that he's, this is like a minor element of the way that he has behaved. And they said that he has absolutely consistently been a really difficult boss who has sexually harassed employees. He wants to, you know, create an environment where they would serve these cocktails and they're not having it. So there's that. Big ups to y'all sticking together and making a change. And uh, Donald Hoffman, you can get a letdown, an honorary letdown, but I don't want to shadow the the big up of these dope folks. Today's letdown goes to the fact that Michelle Yeoh, who won the best actor, uh, the best actress Oscar for Everything Everywhere All at Once, was the first non-white woman to win the award since Halle Berry. Damn. Mm -hmm. Since Halle Berry, okay? Halle Berry won her Oscar for Best Actress in 2002. So that means that every winner between 2002 and 2023 That is 21 white women. (laughs) I'm I'm just like, y'all, come on. So y'all can keep caring about these Oscars, but I just will not. And the letdown goes to the fact that you can't tell me that within 20 years of movies, there was nobody else. Angela and Bassett also last speaks night. to the fact that I mean, I still stand on my I still stand on my two that Angela Bassett I her I still stand on that because the other part of it is this snails like you know what I'm not even gonna say I have more to say about this but you're gonna have to go to my Patreon to get what else I got to say about this you're gonna have to go to the Amandaverse.com to get what I have to say about this because I have more to say about this about Angela's award and just about the whole giving of the awards to Black folks in general so make sure you go to the Amandaverse.com and I'm gonna give you my two cents but that is today's and I'm gonna try not to talk about these Oscars again because I'm tired I'm tired (laughs) we got more of the Amanda Seals show next the Amanda Seals show we are 
Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Nails right here. That's Amanda Seals. Hey, hit us up on the phone lines if you want to chime in on anything we have on the show, especially the episodes of the podcast that you get wherever you get your podcast. Type in the Amanda Seals Show, all right? 855-AMANDA-8 is the phone number. 855-262-6328. Now, the ladies have been chiming in on this one right here, blowing the phone lines up to this question. Would you marry an unemployed person? And Amanda asked the brothers to call in real quick. 855-AMANDA-8, what you got to say, bro? Hey, Amanda. Uh, I heard your topic, so I was just calling about that. And no, I think a man, uh, unemployed is a tough subject because it's like everybody's living situation is a little bit different, life situation, family situation. People got inheritances, people got investments, assets. So it kind of depends on the person's life situation. Like not every unemployed person is in the same boat. So I feel like the right unemployed person with the right head on his shoulders, with good habits, avoiding bad habits, I think that can get somebody somewhere. But if it's somebody that has like bad habits, no effort, no motivation, you know, this is how I feel about it. So I just wanted to state my opinion and thank you for listening to me. Yeah, have a good one. I think that really does make a difference. It's about someone's like values and like the way that they actually live in the world. But he makes a very valid point. Like if you have investments and all of these types of things and then you're working and then you're with somebody who is unemployed, but not even trying to get a job. It's like we're clearly not on the same page in terms of how we are moving through life. So how is that going to work? Um, in un- Unless, of course, that's what you want. You want somebody that's just going to be there to cook for you and 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 you know take care of the kids and that's not gendered by the way that's just if, if, if that's the type of person you want in your life but i really appreciate y'all following instructions because i asked for the man to call in and a man called in and i appreciate you bringing your voice to this conversation one eight five five amanda eight that's one eight five five two six two six three two eight would you marry somebody that's unemployed and i want to hear from the men does it matter i know for the women it really has mattered but from the men i want to hear does it matter so hit me up now coming up next a judge uses a slavery law to rule frozen embryos our property? I don't even understand this justice system, but we're going to talk about it next on the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. your favorite comedian and common sense specialist remember to make sure to check out small doses podcast we got new episodes every tuesday every wednesday i'm sorry wherever you get your podcast this week we're talking about side effects of parents 
side effects of parents. I know there's a lot of dynamics between adults, children, and their parents, and we're going to break it on down on this week's episode. Make sure you check it out tomorrow wherever you get your podcasts, and you can watch it on YouTube. It premieres every Thursday. We have new episodes, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, on Amanda Seals TV at YouTube. All right, so hopefully we'll see y'all there because I'd be in the chat chatting about what we're watching. Now, what do we got going on next uh, with this hour? Black Eric News. Uh, Judge, he used slavery law to rule that a frozen embryo is property. What? Yeah, I don't understand this. And I really am trying to acknowledge. I'm really trying to understand, like, why there's always so many men that are making the rulings on things like this when they have absolutely no like understanding of the body uh but we'll get into that because you re- you know this is a real thing that's happening sherry shepherd went through something similar to this oh wow all right also the second story uh russell wilson and sierra they went and visited a maximum security prison <laughs> wait till you hear what they did in the prison you know i really am this was like one of those stories where i was like oh i didn't even know that would be something like on their agenda to do but it got done and we're going to share it with you right here at the amanda seal show also a black therapist says she no longer wants to work with men because of their behavior mm-hmm. well we're going to tell you what behavior and why and y'all gonna let me know if you think she's wrong or is she practicing healthy boundaries in a professional setting <laughs> like a therapist would do and would suggest for you to do well stick around so you can chime in on that and hear what the story's all about we're also going to feature a black inventor in our they did that segment for women's history month all that's going on this hour right here at the amanda seal show stay connected with us 24 7 on all socials at seal said it and give us a call at 1-855 amanda 8 that's 1-855-262-6328 listen laugh and learn because that's what we do here at the Amanda Seals Show. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seals Show. Happy Tuesday to everybody out there checking in with us. I want to let you know you can catch me on Saturday at the Hollywood Improv at 7 p.m. in Los Angeles. If you want to come and get some jokes, come and check me out. I'll be up at 7 p.m. at the Laugh Factory. Why do I keep saying Laugh Factory? At the Improv, at the Hollywood Improv in Los Angeles. So hopefully I will see you all there. Now, something that is not a laughing matter is a judge using slavery law for anything, let alone embryos. Yeah, What's a judge in Virginia of all places, his name is Richard Gardner, he cited a 19th century slave law making a ruling that frozen embryos are property and a couple created the embryos through in vitro fertilization and then they split and they disagreed with what to do with the embryos and the lady wanted to have the babies and the man didn't so the judge decided to just split them equally. I don't know why a slavery law would be applied to embryos they're not property in the same context as a 19th century slavery law so there's other methods that he could have used other precedents that he could have used to make this decision now it probably Mm -hmm. would have gotten to the same conclusion but it's just weird to (laughs) use that as your reasoning and what you should know is that whenever a case happens it becomes part of record And so now it becomes a case of record. And so in the future, whenever another case that is similar to this comes up, people can reference this case that happened and use it as a reasoning for why they can get the judgment that they want. 
So now he done brought 19th century slave law into the mix. And now people can say, well, in 2023, he used this law so we can use it as well. Mm -hmm. And it's just like some things should just be left back in the time of, you know, nooses (laughs) and and slavery, slavery. And that was one of them. So I don't know. Science and common sense within like social exchanges. Yeah. Don't always line up. Speaking of social exchanges, Russell Wilson and Sierra went to be social in a very different kind of setting than I think folks would have expected them to be. Yeah, they went down to the Everglades Correctional Institution uh, down at the crib down in Florida. And, and they was in there just singing and pretty much praying and dancing with 300 inmates. Listen to this. It says in Isaiah 43, 18, it says, forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. It's kind of weird to me. They went down there to have church. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Like I thought they went down to the one two step. I thought they went down there. <laughs> So one, two step and they went down there to have church. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, church can be a savior for many people. Um, I think it's just an interesting choice. I think there's a lot of thought that says like, if you just get church in your life, then it's going to fix everything. And the reality is that that is simply just not always true. And it's not like there is enough recidivism programs with like prisons to just um, ignore the fact that the recidivism rate of folks coming back to prison is prison is so incredibly high. And also the failure to actually rehabilitate people within prison is so incredibly real that, you know, I would like to see there be more of a presence of that, but this was nice. You know, they went out there and I think folks was probably just really happy to see Sierra and (laughs) Russell, but I know they were like, damn, I thought she was going she was going to show like some steps. You know? I wonder how many uh, inmates asked Russell Wilson, like, yo, what's up this season, bro? Why you suck so bad? Now? What's good? Right. <laughs> what's good, bro? Why are you here? Why are you here with us? Like you like go work out. That's <laughs> <It's> real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? We were talking about just, you know, rehabilitation and a black therapist said that she no longer wants to work with men because of their behavior. And she gave some examples that were actually pretty crappy. So we're going to get into that right here on the Amanda Seal Show. Stick around. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. Uh, now, I am a very big proponent of therapy, DJ Nails. I talk about therapy all the time. And it is actually like not that easy to find a black woman therapist uh, because there's just not even a lot of black therapists in the field, let alone black women therapists. So mm-hmm. I thought this story was really interesting. This woman, Nicole Lewis, she's a black therapist, and she recently posted on Instagram, I'm no longer accepting male clients. They get in my email inbox and want me to prove why they should choose me as a therapist. No scheduled consultations or nothing to see if we are a good fit. I'm not the one or the two to prove <laughs> my worth to anyone. We would not work well together because you already trying me and I'm not above going off on nobody. 
She ends it by saying, if you're trying me before the therapeutic relationship starts, I know you are out here being a menace to folks and that's going to activate my nervous system. So nah, it's a wrap. <laughs> I just had flashbacks of my mama throwing something at me in the house when she said, I'm not the one or not the two. Damn. <laughs> but, but to be I'm honest, not like the one and I'm not the two. With the guys, like, if I'm approaching a therapist about having sessions with me and entrusting them with everything I'm going to open up about, I would want to know, like, yo, why would I be perfect for, to go to you? Like, why would you be a perfect therapist for me? I don't think that's a, a bad question. I mean, I think that's- there's, well, the reality is, is that there's ways in which you discover that. And it doesn't, in an email exchange with a therapist, like telling you like, this is why I'm the right therapist for you because the therapist and the the therapist client relationship has to be symbiotic. I mean, you both have to like interact with each other in a way that feels comfortable. So for a therapist, usually you have a consultation. And so you do the Mm -hmm. consultation and during that consultation, you get a rhythm, you get a vibe for what that person is about. And then, you know, if you want to do another session, you do another session. She's saying that they don't even want to schedule the consultation. They're just coming in her emails and saying, tell me why I should come to you. And that is not a, you know, I don't think that's a um, respectful way to approach a professional in their field. Tell me why I should come to you, especially when there's an actual baked in space for determining this. And those Mm -hmm. are consultations. Now, I will say this. A lot of times the consultations aren't free, but they're usually like very discounted. And I think that's a way better way to determine if you're right for somebody than simply just emailing. Also, because you're going to you're going to still get doctors who will just take a patient just for the money. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you don't want that person. And that's the type of person who would respond to an email and be like, well, you want me because blah, 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 blah. And they're selling themselves. Mm. That just doesn't feel like the kind of relationship I want with a doctor. So those are my thoughts, but I could be wrong. Let me know what you all think. one 855 8 Do you think that she was doing too much? You think it's unfair? Let me know your thoughts. one 855 8 That's 1-855-262-6328. Coming up, we keep going with teaching y'all because that's what we love to do here at the Amanda Seals Show. We have our Women's History Month segment where we highlight a black woman inventor. And that's coming up next. They did that on the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. It's Taco Tuesday. Welcome back, man. The Amanda Seal Show right here. I'm Nails. Hey, we love hearing from you, man. Keep calling us. Keep calling us and leaving those voicemails and chiming in on all the topics that you hear over here on the show and the podcast at 855-AMANDA-8, 855-262-6328. Phone lines open 24-7. Would you marry an unemployed person? That's a conversation that's continuing right now. Let's go to the phones. Hi, Amanda. My name is Janine. I actually married my spouse while I was unemployed. I decided after a really rough time that I needed to kind of clear my mental plate and focus and redirect. And I was so happy to have the support of my now husband who was willing to really rearrange his finances so that I could be my best self. Now we've been married. We have three beautiful children. And I know that my vows were absolutely true through sickness, through health, for richer, for poor. I already knew that about that man before I I even walked down the aisle and it has made us stronger for it. That's interesting. That's interesting to hear right there. Like Amanda, we're hearing... Like he was employed, but she was not employed. And we've been hearing from different people 
in this whole scenario over the past couple of days. And that's the first right there. The unemployed person called in and said that the men, the husband who had the job took care of her and they had this agreement where they worked together and he helped her out. He backed her up and they lived their, their wedding vows to the core. Um, I, I think that's real cool. I mean, keep those calls coming, man. We want to keep uh, y'all chiming in on this at 855-AMANDA-8, 855-262-6328. I want to hear more from the unemployed that ended up getting married to their spouse who was employed so we can continue that conversation. That's that's a dope perspective right there. Listen, we got more of the Amanda Seal Show coming up on the way. Being safe is more important. There are ways that you can set up your iPhone to help you when you're in an emergency. All right, it's coming up next hour on the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Oh, come on. We speak the world all this time. We shine. Show. I'm Amanda Seals, your favorite comedian and common sense specialist right here at the Amanda Seals Show. Make sure you come on out and check me out on stage at the Hollywood Improv on Saturday, 7 p.m. I'll be telling some jokes and you're going to want to hear them. What do we got going on this hour? Our final hour right here at the show this this lovely Tuesday, DJ Nails. Being safe is important. There are ways to set up your iPhone to call for help in emergency situations quickly. And we're going to tell you about that this hour. I really, really love this. I think this is really important information for everyone to know. So make sure to stick around to find that out. What else we got going on? Fat Joe chiming in on this whole John Morant saga. Well, he's going after somebody who you don't even expect that he's going to go after. And you'll hear this audio from him himself. Fat Joe, when he talks, he makes you listen. So you're going to want to stick around to hear what he's saying. We also got the figure, figure. Down. So stick around Because we got a lot coming at you This last hour of the show Right here at the Amanda Seals Show Remember you can stay connected with us On socials at 24-7 At Seals Set It Alright And if you miss any part of the show All you gotta do Is go to Wherever you get your podcast And type in The Amanda Seals Show And while you're there You can check out my other podcast Small Doses Listen, laugh, and learn y'all It's The Amanda Seals Show Welcome back, y'all. We are here at the Amanda Seals Show vibing and giving y'all the truth and uh, also giving y'all some life hacks and some tips. Put the people on. This super dope right here. This video is on our Instagram at Seal Set It if you want it at your fingertips. But this is a cool setting on your iPhone in case of an emergency that where the police could be called and the people in your emergency contacts will be notified. Listen to this audio. I recently watched the video where the girl was attacked um, in the gym by herself. And in that video, I saw that she attempted to grab her phone and call 911, which is definitely the right thing to do. And she fought hard. I am proud of the girl I don't even know. But a little tip for iPhone users, you have it set up in your settings and you press the home button on the side of your phone five times fast. It will automatically call 911 for you as long as it's set up in your settings. That's dope. Yo. So basically, all you have to do is go to settings and in the search box, put SOS. It'll bring up the SOS feature. When you click on the SOS feature, it's going to show you the feature for tap side 
uh, like tap side button five times. All you got to do is press that toggle and it'll turn it on. The other thing that's really cool is that it has a feature where anyone in your emergency contacts list will be contacted. So if you use the emergency call feature five times where you tap the side button five times, it will also alert the people in your emergency contacts that you used that feature and have called 911. So I think this is a really great um feature with iPhone that I didn't realize. And the woman in the video was like, you know, if you're walking to your car at night, hold your phone and keep your finger on that button so that if anything happens, you got, you know, if you're going to the gym, like this situation we saw with the video, there you go, you're prepared. And I think that's something that would make a lot of people feel a lot safer if they don't want to necessarily carry a weapon, right? Or they want to don't want to necessarily carry mace. So that was something that I thought was really helpful to share with you all. And for me, it was really helpful also because I realized that my emergency contacts are people I don't even rock with no more. Ooh, so damn. I needed to update that. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was a it was an agent and a publicist that I don't even I haven't talked to in three years. So I was like, oh, they would have got a surprise. So it's updated, though. It's updated. Coming up next, we got Fat Joe, who is updating John Morant's father on his thoughts on parenting. <laughs> and we are going to play the illustrious voice of Bronx of the Bronx's own Fat Joe when we get back to the Amanda Seals show. The Amanda Seals show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals show. I am Amanda Seals. Well, let's talk about Fat Joe. What Fat Joe got to say, which is interesting because I feel like Fat Joe don't really be having much to say, but he's talking. Yeah, he is talking. He's actually signing off on John Morant, NBA player, Memphis Grizzlies star. Well, He's been in a few situations that's happened over the last couple of weeks, right? I mean, he was flashing a gun on IG when he was in a strip club. There's also some strip club videos and pictures that's floating around. And then also an incident at a high school where he apparently pulled a gun out and flashed a gun on a, uh, a kid. Well, Fat Joe is calling out John Morant's dad, T. Morant. Listen to this. John Morant always got his father there. Instead of his father enjoying the scene and getting drunk at the game, he better school his son before the kid loses his career, loses all the greatness he got to bring. Nobody's bigger than the game. Somebody tell this future billionaire to sit his ass down. I want the young brother to make his billion dollars. If he plays the game right, he will be a billionaire. You did not come this far to f*** your sh- up church (laughs) okay yeah yeah but like you know jaw's like an adult and you know i'm saying i'm not i'm not saying that your parents shouldn't help guide you and steer you i mean his father was in you know an integral part of him getting to the league right because of his support and the way that he you know helped guide his career that being said um I think you can get drunk at the games and <laughs> be like, sit down. <laughs> you know, I'm, a, I'm, you know, I'm with you when you, I'm with you. <laughs> but I will say, as I said that out loud, I'm like, well, we did see him almost get into it with Shannon Sharp. So, you know, maybe they're both distracted from what really needs to be happening right now, which is get a chip. You know what I'm saying? Get a chip. Get your endorsements and use your money for good. Use your money for helping other folks. I mean, I think the scene is very addictive. You know, it's very like overwhelming. Especially when you're an NBA player and the star of the next generation like John Morant. But right. what you say, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Remember this man, he's trying to portray himself as a thug and everything. But clearly you ain't, bruh. <laughs> 
You went to prep school. You were wearing the polo shirts. Relax. (laughs) I feel like he got locks and thought he was a dope boy. I really feel like that's <laughs> we our locks have that they have that power. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can go one of two ways and you get locks and he went that way. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh Fat Joe, you know, when Fat Joe talks, it's very impactful. So I hope that even if they didn't like it, they heard it. All right. <laughs> Do y'all agree or disagree with Joe? Hit me up. one 262 Is it really John Moran's father's responsibility to get him in check and in line when he is stepping out of line in this situation with the NBA and acting like he is a thug when he is not? Hit me up. one 262 All right. <laughs> Coming up next, we got the big up and let down. Don't go anywhere. It's the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. All right, y'all, time to sign on out of here. We talked about a lot of stuff today at the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals here. We talked about the Silicon Valley Relax. We talked about Chrysan Rock and her just coming to clarity, clarity about her toxic relationship. We talked about uh, the beauty standards for women, different places. Listen, you might be a 10 in Miami, but that don't mean you a 10 in New York. So keep your calls coming and comments coming in. Our lines are open 24-7, 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Coming up on Wednesday's show, we'll have all your Black Hero news plus the Big Up Let Down. And uh, Angie Stone says Pride is keeping D'Angelo from working with her again. Uh, I'm going to just bite my tongue on that. And that's coming up on tomorrow's show. Nails, what else we got to let the people know? Yo, if you missed any part of the show, you can check out the latest Amanda Seal Show podcast episodes available wherever you get your podcasts. And you can type in small doses, too, like she said earlier in the show. All right. Stay connected with us on social at Seal Said It on all social media platforms. Have a great Taco Tuesday. And remember, we are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. The Amanda Seal Show. We are. We are, we are.